Hello! Welcome to the Three and D's podcast. Different voice doing the intro today. It's Mario doing it. We got Matt Leg tuning in from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, Justin couldn't nice. make it. Did, did I nail that or what? Yeah, what the heck? Go yeah. crazy. I've been practicing. Melbourne. Melbourne. Uh, Justin couldn't make it today because uh, he forgot he had a doctor's appointment. He goes to healthy out there. No, he, oh, I get it. I get it. We got to check up on our health now and then. Yeah. But not me. Not me. All I all I check up on is uh, NBA trade rumors. You know? There you go. And, and, the, and the latest betting lines, you know. So we're gonna we're gonna man it, the two of us. Mm. Nothing we can't handle, I'd say. But we got a couple fun topics coming up, just because uh, NBA trade deadline is coming up here. Uh, when is it, Matt? You know? Uh, I think it's the twelfth. Yeah, so February twelfth. It is the thirty first today. Am I correct? Well, it's the first. Video. Uh, yeah. First for me, but yeah, I figured we'd do this episode, list off all the potential players, potential destinations for them, uh, who could be looking to upgrade, who could be looking to commit to the tank. Yeah, because we're, um, we're buzzing. We're buzzing over here as far as trade rumors go. You know, there's a lot of, we've already had some action. The Raptors obviously lot. making big moves with, uh, with Siakam and OG moving, and then now Terry Rozier moving to the Heat. Some good stuff going on. You know what? I want, I want to bring something up first, Matt. Yeah, let's hear it. I don't like that it's already February. <laughs> Isn't it insane? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, um, January lasted four months, I think. That was a really long mm-hmm. month. Yeah, I found. Like, well, Let's break that down. Why, why do you think it's a long month yeah. to happen? I don't know. I just think about like my New Year's. And that was like so long ago. Yeah. That was four months ago, New Year's Eve. But all, I, I just don't like the fact that it's. I'm like, oh, it's 2024. Oh, it's don't worry, it's like January. Like, no, we're we're in the year now. It's February. We're out of the holidays. Yeah. No, it's just it. It went by so quickly. Honestly, the, like since moving here, it's gone by so quickly. It's kind of insane. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more going on in your life. To be fair, so I feel like it's easier for you. To, like just, I have to go yeah. do farm work. Pretty soon, like that's crazy, right? So, what, <laughs> yeah, what's the what's the schedule? What's the schedule for that? Well, uh, gonna go to Vietnam, uh, Malaysia, and Indonesia. The end of February now, so in three weeks. Jesus, crazy. wow! You were crazy. just planning that. We were just texting yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then do that for a month, and then come back and do farm work for three months. And then come back to Canada at some point after that. So in but, three weeks, you're going to be away. Either in uh, Southeast Asia or just slaving away for your, for your Australian work visa. Yeah, pretty much starts this crazy four-month period of my Holy life. Holy smokes. Well, that's, that's going to be fun for you. I mean, yeah, yeah, things are moving so fast for you. I feel like that's just all part of it, you know? And me, I've done nothing. I've done nothing. You know, I'm just maxing, relaxing. Big recording. Yeah, you know, doing some recordings. Tune in, more manual. Yeah, if you guys are, you know, if you guys are, should I sing right now? Should I do it? Yeah, wait. (laughs) 
Honestly, we should probably make that our intro. Like, I know you did the intro, but like, just me singing. Sing. Yeah, it's like, not a bad idea. <laughs> like a new idea, and you get a new song that I wrote. <laughs> it's about me. Being... Or one of the ones that didn't make it, so that it gets to see the light of day. Oh, it's not a bad idea. I well, I mean, that, that's what the the theme song so far have just been beats that I've made that I haven't written to yet. Yeah, it's just there. I mean, there's the one that's on right now. Is uh, it's due to come out this year with like vocals and stuff, so you know, just a little sneak peek for the three indigenous listeners, <laughs> anyway. Um, some yeah. I, before we get to the NBA stuff, really quickly, just quickly, some big sporting things going on around the world here. One that you're you're quite intimate with, having attended the uh, the final, but the Australian Open of tennis occurred recently. A big win for Yannick Sinner in a and a comeback win over Daniil Medvedev. Am I right? Yeah. Um, some exciting semifinal and quarterfinal action, but ultimately Sinner with a, came back from a 2-0 set, le- uh, set deficit to win it in five. Tell me more about the Australian Open experience. Oh, it's it's pretty unreal event, honestly. Um, so the the venue itself is right in the middle of the CBD. Um, so right, right downtown. Um, really easy to get to. It's not like Wimbledon where you have to like go bus or go drive crazy distances to get there and then you have to come all the way back. Like it's it's set up right in the middle. So firstly, that's really great. You have three really big arenas, so that's fantastic. Uh, you can see whoever you want to um, other than the biggest names unless you want to pay obscene amounts of money um they had this ground pass where you can kind of walk around the space for 20 bucks if you go after hours after work so that's why i went three times <laughs> <laughs> i went the first time i was like i i got the bug like I need... <laughs> you're a tennis fan now yeah oh yeah like i as best as i can i want to stay into it yeah because the thing with australia is the time difference is insane <laughs> Yeah, like hats off to him. Played amazingly the whole time. He didn't actually lose a set until the semifinals, which is insane. Um, and that's no like Matt, you're blocking your mic here, buddy. You got all muffled real quick. And um, he didn't lose a set until Novak Djokovic in the semifinals, and Novak kind of runs the Australian Open. He's won ten of the last. 15, 10 of the last 14, I think. So, kind of sick. And then he comes back down from two sets to love. And unbelievable. Hats off to him. Like, and I think this is the, this is the fourth. Uh, sorry, this is like something. I saw a stat recently. It's like It's been like 20 plus years since there's been no um, big four players in the Australian Open final or something like that. Like of the Nadal, Federer, Djokovic. Oh, yeah, I bet. Like forever. Yeah. Um, but there's a new wave yeah, of these yeah. of these young players who are coming and they're all young and they're all fun to watch. The Alcarazes, the Sverovs, Medvedevs, and now Sinner. Yeah. And like you still have like the younger, like you still have Rublev, you still have Medvedev, like they're like twenty five ish yeah. uh, range. Um Sitsapass, still good. Yeah. Like your top seven right now is a lot of fun. So, so who's your guy? Who's your guy now? Are you a sinner guy now? Um, 
I think I'm Cinder guy. Yeah. Just from seeing that, eh? Yeah, like I saw Rublev. We've talked about this. I saw Rublev warm up and he tossed me a ball. So I was rooting for him pretty hard. And he's honestly the most entertaining tennis player I think I've ever seen. It's like <laughs> he loses a point, just screams, and then it's back in it and aces the next point. It's freaking, it's mad. Yeah, but, it's a bit of a loose um, cannon, that one. He's so funny. He's like curious, but like disciplined. Yeah. That's how I characterize it. Um, But I don't feel like his peak, like I don't think he'll ever win just because mm. he doesn't have really good lateral movement. Like it's kind of just all in his forehand. So Yeah, slapper of a forehand though. <laughs> You, you gotta stop covering your mic. Dude, I don't know. Find the right like... position. Find the right position and stick with there it. There you go. There you go. Nice and close. <laughs> yeah. So Yannick Sanders, my guy, and so tennis update for you guys. Yeah, we're there now. We're we're now tennis fans. I I, I just watched. Yeah. I mean, I've been just tuned in on tennis as far as players. Like I'll watch highlights, and I grew up like I don't, I'm sure you were the same way. Like just falling asleep to the highlights on Sports Center. So I just watched like tennis highlights and I watched all sports highlights yeah. all the time. So I just know the names. Yeah, yeah, I know for sure. And then actually on that, um, I was watching a, I think it was a Canadian stream for the Australian Open one of the days that I wasn't there. And I kind of was just cleaning my room and the game ended, interviews ended at the end. And then it just went immediately to Sports Center. Yeah. And it was just like, holy, like I haven't seen Sports Center in like, Six months, yeah, six more months, seven months, and it was just like, This is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That must feel good. (laughs) It it felt good. It's hockey highlights, haven't seen those in ever. No, yeah. So, I went to go see a I went to go see a Canucks game recently with my dad Mm. um, in the hopes of catching Connor Bedard coming on his homecoming. And then yeah. two weeks before he comes, he gets injured. So we didn't we didn't get to see Bedard. We just we did get to see a shutout, which is nice. Canucks won, I believe, two zero against the Blackhawks. I'm a hockey guy now. I'm I'm back. Yeah. I come on waves. It really depends on how good the Canucks are, and the Canucks are good now. So I'm I'm back. Yeah, dude, they're like two in the power rankings or something. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm tuned in, and they're due for an, they're due for a big trade deadline as well. So that should be fun for. Who are they budget. trading? Who are they trading? It looks like a. For me, it looks like one of their Russian forwards, um, one of Mikheyev or um, Kuzmenko, are the ones to move. I'd like for mm-hmm. them to get a top six forward. I think one of the they have some eyes on some some interesting people. Um, Lindholm um, from the from the Flames. They have some. I don't know. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to see because they do need a little bit more top heavy power. I mean, their 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 mm-hmm. lotto line in the Patterson Miller um, Besser is just ridiculous. It's just. Mm-hmm. So OP, and then they have another yeah. line with uh, Garland, Joshua, and uh, what's his name? Bluger, Teddy Bluger. You'd love this guy. <laughs> you would love him. Yeah. What a no, name like, that is, eh? I, I watched a few games here. It's just I I know no one. Yeah, it's tough. It's just it's just there's so many new guys, yeah. which is great because they're doing well. So it's worked out. But alas, go. go. And then finally, um. Coming up, this weekend we had a big, uh, we had the championship weekend, conference championship weekend for the NFL. Uh, Oh, yeah. We sat down, exchanged some texts as it was going on. Any big surprises there? Any any, any thoughts on the the upcoming Super Bowl? 
just don't bet against Patrick Mahomes, I think. Um, right now, I got them, or I did the alt line up to four and a half when it was two and a half. So I have Chiefs plus four and a half is my big thing that I've put most of my money on at this point. That's so I nice. I feel like Kelsey's also going to have a really big game just because. I don't know. Look at that. Look at that NFC champion area championship game. It just went nuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I feel like the Chiefs are just gonna pull it out again somehow. They're also yes. a much better defense than San Francisco um played against with Detroit. So that's yeah, my they, pick. They didn't look San Francisco looked beatable in that first half. Obviously they they came back and, and won it and you know, I I, I was talking about my regrets and not betting them on the money line when they were down 17-3 or something. Yeah. But they looked kind of beat. I was surprised because I, I love that Niners team. They're really, really strong in pretty much every facet. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's two weeks too. It's Green Bay and like they kind of easily lost to Green Bay as well. That's right, so yeah. It's not like they've looked like the regular season just rolling over teams. Um, pretty much since that Baltimore loss, honestly, it feels like Purdy's confidence is shot, but We'll see on the biggest stage. Yeah, big dick Brock Purdy. I'm I'm kind of ready for it. It'd be it'd be a cool spot yeah. for him to just to shine. And he played really well, I found in the in the Lions game, at least in the second half. Um yeah. it should be fun. I, I I saw somewhere that they were betting lines on whether or not Travis Kelsey will propose to Taylor Swift post game. <laughs> and the odds were actually yeah. it was like yes was like plus two hundred. Like it's it's actually like likely. Like people <laughs> think it's gonna happen. Dude, like three months. Poor yeah. guy. He's got that dog, though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> he just wants love, and everyone just hates him for it. So yeah. Funny. I mean, yeah. Come on. It's Taylor Swift. Yeah. And, you know? like, what is she? Like, I don't know. I feel bad for her, too. Like, yeah. What is, she's literally just going to the game, being a good girlfriend, and she gets so much hate for it. <laughs> Every sports fan in the world just despises her. It's just so funny. Yeah, and like they're just—it's just love. I mean, do you think it's real? It's like Troy and Gabriella. It's hilarious. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, I watched High School Musical three recently. Hold up, That's, hold up. Yeah, actually, better than better than I remember. Weirdly, really. Yeah, like much better. Like the production value is kind of insane. Yeah, because what was that like? Early two thousands. No, the third one was like twenty tens. Okay. And it's pretty, and it's good, like legit good. <laughs> so I know. I remember being blown away as a kid. So maybe give it a shot. Maybe give it yeah. another shot. Yeah. Big high school musical guy over here. Uh, yeah. So you know, best of luck to Travis and Taylor. Hoping for a, a big future for them. You know, forever yeah. jealous of love or whatever. I don't know if I'd take those odds though. No, plus two hundred. It's insane. That's a huge. That's like a monumental event. Like that's a big pop culture moment. That's like the moon landing. <laughs> but like, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Three months. I, I'm, honestly, I wouldn't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna bet it. It's a stay away. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tasty looking line, but I don't know. Um, uh, let's get in on it then. You know. We, we, we've dilly-dallied enough. I think it's about time to get into MFing NBA trade deadline. What I say is the, the best day of the year. People talk a lot about Christmas. People talk a lot about 
Halloween, maybe. Some people like Halloween a lot. I'm big on a NBA trade deadline or NBA draft day. Both of those are top three days of the year for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lead up. The lead up. So we, we got sent, Justin, um, in his absence, sent over a Bleacher Report article titled NBA Trade Block Big Board. New deals and bonus landing spots for top targets. Talking about 10 of the top targets in the NBA, seeing where they might end up. And I thought, you know, let's, let's give it a little review. Um, at number 10, we have Zach Levine. Uh, as an ex-Chicago Bulls fan, why don't, you, why don't you start us off on your thoughts on Zach Levine and his, and his spot in the trade market at the moment? Well... <sighs> The thing with Zach Levine is, or I think the, the team he gets linked to the most is the Lakers, but it makes absolutely no sense for Zach Levine to go to the Lakers. Like, for the Lakers' perspective, sure, but for the Bulls, they're more most likely going to have to take back D'Angelo Russell in that deal, which makes absolutely no sense for them like with the emergence of Kobe White in the last two months three months um you have Io Desunmu you have Caruso you have Javon Carter like you're totally good with guards like you don't need another guard that's probably the one position where they're actually set so I don't see the Lakers thing happening however I do like the the move to Golden State with like a package of like Chris Paul as salary because it doesn't seem like that's worked out as well as it could. Mm. And I feel like they're going to need some durability down the stretch here to start making a push. They're going to need some scoring. They're going to need that second unit to really hold its own. Um, one of their young players in Kaminga and Moody probably probably um, Moody makes more sense because Kaminga is actually really coming into his own here. Mm. Whatever other salary match, I don't know, is Ty Jerome still in the Warriors? Something like that? Yeah, well, the, the, yeah. the proposed trade from Bleacher Report was Chris Paul, Moses Moody, Corey Joseph, and two seconds. Both, uh, they're Atlanta seconds in 26 and 28. Um, yeah, for, I, mean, for Zach Levine. I mean, ideally, you'd want to get a first back if you're the Bulls. Like, Zach Levine is a good player. But... I don't know. Like, in, I say the thing with D'Angelo Russell, but Chris Paul is a little bit of a different specimen. He's a, much more of a leader, and you have a lot of young guards there that could learn a lot from him. So I think yeah. that could really be beneficial. He's not going to need to get a whole lot of minutes. You could probably flip him for someone else um, mm. <laughs> the following week or something, kind of yeah. like what the Wizards did. Um, so the he would actually still have value, I think. Zach Levine, there's really only a few suitors. Another one, I think, that would be that doesn't really make any sense logically would be to Detroit. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of talk on this. Levine to Detroit. Because this is one of the things I was thinking a while ago, just with potential suitors. Like, they need shooting, they need scoring, they need someone that can create their own shot. And, like, I guess the big thing is the salary. Like, um, yeah. Levine's making forty million, which is still so ridiculous. It's not good. Me. But if you could do like Bogdanovich, James Wiseman, and 
like, I don't know, whatever else to make it work. Um, big stew, let's say. I yeah, want big that works. stew for that me. Trade, that, make, that, makes, that makes it work in the trade machine. So I don't know. Um, I think that could be that could be a fun one that I think I could really see happening. Um, and for the Pistons, I don't know. Like he's not the winningest player, but he's <laughs> he's kind of better than what you got right now. So yeah, it would be interesting to see um, the Cade, Jade. I mean, Cade Ivy and Levine is Jesus. <laughs> what a call! Look out! <laughs> yeah, look out! <laughs> Look out yeah. opposing offenses. Circle that that's, date that's in the calendar. Really, that's that's all I'd really say about Zach Levine, Mark. Yeah. Like it's it's one of the two like Western Conference teams or like the bottom feeding Detroit Pistons or someone like that just taking a stab. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one in a number of different ways. The Chicago Chicago obviously has a really interesting spot in the trade market at the moment. Um in that Two of their players are in the top 10 suitors. I'd say Alex Caruso as well is probably going to get shipped here, or a lot of people at least have their eyes on him. Um, and also because I don't think anyone in the league, and I don't think they really understand what they have for the past maybe four years. They've kind of just been in this spot where they're like an eight seed. Um, yeah. And collecting assets in order to solidify their spot as an eight seed. Um, this year more than ever, I think is like this is kind of the inflection point finally that we're reaching. The whole reason why you're now an OKC Thunder fan. Um, so I don't know. It, it's weird because on one hand, it it makes so much sense that Levine would be moved somewhere just because of the talent that he is and the big contract and the position that he's in. But on the other hand, it's like, or they could just keep him and just keep doing what they've been doing for the past decade. And uh, yeah, just be stuck in NBA purgatory forever. It's just yeah, stupid. Go balls. Go balls. I mean, I, I don't think Cruz is going to get shipped. I know everyone wants him. He gets, yeah. It's mentioned all the time, but he is one of the best contracts in the league, I'd say, for mm -hmm. what he provides. Picked him up in fantasy, and so I'm seeing him in a whole new light. Like, he gets <laughs> a block in like two steals every game. It's crazy. And he's just awesome. And he's one of the leaders of the team. Um, he's awesome to watch. I love watching him play. Like I feel like he'll just be like honestly one of the one of the cornerstones that they'll build around. That's amazing. And like now you have Kobe White, who's honestly with his contract also one of the best like contracts in the league at this point. I think it's making like six million a year. Yeah. Borderline all star. And so we've always had I faith like in Illinois' Iodison. Yeah, and he's a great backup. Like their guard spots are fine. Yeah. It's just everything Weird. else. Weird, weird spot. Do you still have Andre Drummond? Am I crazy? They, they still do, right? Oh, yeah, no. He went for 20 and 20 this year. <laughs> like, of course. Uh, best player in the league, Andre Vintage Drummond. Drummond. Yeah. 20 and 20. And Vooch. I'm, 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 a, I'm a Vooch sympathizer. Respectfully. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, Zach Levine. Weird one. I, I, I like what you're saying about the Lakers. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for them. And even now, they're kind of... So the, a lot of the talk for the Lakers was Dejounte Murray for D'Angelo Russell, a package surrounding that, and now they're like, actually, D'Lo's kind of been popping off lately. <laughs> like, there's a yeah. report that said they're like actually not that interested in moving D'Lo anymore. Yeah, I mean, I guess Rui's then the the next 
thing, but like if you're gonna trade for one of these guys, you're gonna need to throw in a bit more than Bruin. You don't really have any more of your picks. You have the twenty twenty nine coveted one, but is Reeves unmovable? Like, do they, are they not interested in shipping Reeves at all? Reeves has been cheeks, honestly. I know, but the contract is good for him. I, I don't think the fit is good. Like, I, I, I want Reeves to play another team. Like, we, we lamented over the Spurs not signing over the offseason. The contract is good. It's like 15 million a year or something. Yeah, I mean, he's just... He hasn't been their third best player. Like, I think he, he might have been just by default, but he has not played well this yeah. year by any means. Um, I don't know if that's... Higher expectations this year, and he's still finding himself like um, LeBron and AD. I feel, I feel like a lot of it's to do with the coaching. I don't yeah. think Darwin Ham knows what he's doing. Um, <laughs> he just needs to pick a lane and just kind of go with it for a few games as opposed to switching the minutes game to Every game. Week. game, to game. Yeah. It's like so hard, I think, for guys to get into the rhythm. Like, there's not a six man, and like, okay, this is my role with this yeah. team. Um, I don't know. Like they could, they could. I feel like it'd be stupid to not get rid of Russell. <laughs> yeah, just because of the last week or so. Well, so talking about Dejounte Murray, um, do you just want to go to him? Or yeah. So he he on this. List, we'll skip ahead a bit. He on this list was, I believe, number. Is that sure? one? Number one on the list. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the. I mean, what, what what do you have on the Lakers, the John T. Murray side? I mean, I think in terms of something that's going to shake things up a bit, he's the guy for, for them. It makes the most sense. Yeah. They need another playmaker, another one that can, another person that can make their own shot. Um, he's still young enough that he could play like X amount of minutes um, a night for you and play. He's really good durability. Um, he was, I think, an all-defensive team um, back in San Antonio before. So he's a really good player. Um, I think he's only $20 million this year, too. So you could get him pretty much for D'Lo straight up. Um, I feel like the Hawks are probably going to have to accept their losses. The, the Murray-Trey experiment failed. Yeah, that was my question, is that a lot of the talk is surrounding kind of a straight-up deal, Russell for Murray. And even um, even on the, the trade that Bleacher Report here um, is theorizing, which is Murray and A.J. Griffin to the Jazz for Olenek, THT, Bryce Sensabaugh, and two firsts, it doesn't... The value is gone for DeJounte Murray. This is a good player. Like, oh... Yeah. And they gave up a lot for him. Like, I, I wasn't it five first or something. Y- yeah, like something stupid. Swaps, I think. So, like, this is looking like a. I mean, we knew this all along, but it's looking like a true disaster of a of a turnout yeah. here. Well, honestly, like whatever it was that summer, two summers ago, um, that inflated the price of pretty much anyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was crazy and you got so lucky if you're a team that was receiving picks at that point yeah um because yeah you're just you're not gonna get that value anymore it's just it's not gonna it's not gonna work someone tell that to masai ujiri i mean uh, no he, he's learned he's learned what I am i saying he's learned the last little bit <laughs> he's done. Um, 
But yeah, like, I, I don't know. I feel like the Lakers make a lot of sense. It's also the most fun um, for what I'd want to see. Yeah, I have the Lakers over. I have the Lakers <laughs> over in, like, every every parlay that I did to start the season. They, they were the one I was most confident about, and they've kind of been so inconsistent. I, I haven't updated really our... Game. I haven't updated our, our standings, our over understandings yet, but I know that uh, I'm quite happy having the Grizzlies under that you guys kind of shed on because the draw would be back and, you know, he's gone again. So it's, it's I'm, I'm sitting pretty I right mean, now. To be fair, they've done pretty well. If you look, their last five, I think they're three and five without Desmond Bain and draw. I, I, I still like, don't think they're going to break the line, though. I think it was like 38 points. Oh, this is going to break the line, but. Like, they're not going to be... I think they could break out. I think they get, like, 30, 35. Yeah, yeah. But it'll still be a win for me, regardless. Yeah, those first two guys, Murray and uh, Levine. So I, I, I went ahead, and since we're talking trade deadline, I thought I'd theorize a couple of Kings trades. Played around with the trade machine. Um, those two guys weren't on my list. I there, There's no interest for me there um, on the Kings side of things. But... Um, a guy who did pop up, he is, is popping up in a lot of rumors here and did pop up in my findings is uh, Jeremy Grant of the Portland Trailblazers. Just because uh, for the wings, for me, that I think they need some size at the wings, they need some consistency at the wings. A um, couple things. I mean, I, I think they do need that, but they also do need like a, a rim protecting big. They need some help on defense. Uh, Jeremy Grant feels like he's someone who could do all that for the Kings. I'm I'm happy to report that Bleacher Report did say the trade to make was to the Kings. And I love this trade. And I want to hear your thoughts. Jeremy Grant, Matisse Tybel to the Kings. For Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes, Davion Mitchell, and a first and a second. Hmm. No, I mean I think it looks good. The the one thing <laughs> is Harrison Barnes playing too good now to <laughs> to ship him out is it the same things <laughs> Russell <laughs> I like Harrison Barnes I, I think Harrison Barnes would be good on a, a legitimately good contending team and he was a big piece obviously he's kind of the one to move it's it, it's really looking like Herter and Barnes are the ones and Mitchell are the ones to move for the Kings um, yeah but I, I, I see a lot of value in what he brings as his big like he, he, play, he could play four he could play five in small ball lineups shoots a three Space as well, good player. Yeah, um, but I, I, you know, I have no interest. <laughs> I have no interest in keeping him long term for the Kings, just because he doesn't fill the role that he needs to. Yeah. Um, if he stays, I'm not mad. Uh, but ultimately, I think we need an upgrade at that position. Here are a couple of my ideas. Actually, no. Here's do I have? Oh, I have two ideas for Jerry Grant. Uh, pretty similar here. I had Barnes, Mitchell, and two firsts for Grant. So mm-hmm. in, instead of getting Tybal and uh, instead of involving Tybal and Herder in a deal, you just get Barnes and Mitchell. Uh, I would like Tybal over Herder. Herder just inconsistent, and I think Herder actually has a lot of trade value in the market right now, just because he's a unproven ass. Well, proven in stints, but hasn't really quite found the the spot for him. Mm. Uh, another one. So I I I mess around a lot with those three players which is Barnes Mitchell and uh Herder and then I'm like you know what let's fucking get crazy let's get crazy 
I'm like, Keegan Murray. Let's see what he... What the fuck? Just, just, just as an experiment. And uh, this one I don't like as much, obviously. But uh, Barnes, Keegan, and Trey Lyles for Time Lord and Jeremy Grant. You know Time Lord's out this year, right? He's pretty much done for the year. It's a, it's a it's a he's a future he's a future big. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty much tanking this year, like, which I don't know. I guess Sabonis keeps getting better. Fox keeps getting better. So, who knows what the? Well, you get Jeremy the, Grant. That's the idea. Yeah. Yes. Look, um, I didn't love it. I don't love it. I'm just like, let's see what we could do with Keegan. I have a couple of Keegan yeah. trades. I have, I have, I have a Portland Sacramento one. Let's hear it. Actually, it's not Jeremy Grant though. So Harrison Barnes has been playing really well, so you keep him. Okay. Um, so you don't need Jeremy Grant because you got Harrison Barnes. Obviously. But you do need a bit of help scoring off the bench. So. You need another guard. You need another veteran guard. So Malcolm Brogdon is one mm. of the, the guys in this this trade deadline list as well. And I think he's going to be probably the, I, I'd guarantee he's not in Portland come February 13th yeah, or yeah. whenever the trade deadline actually is. Say it's for Davion. Say it's for Davion. Oh, it's for Davion and Kevin Herter. And maybe it's Rose in a second. That's a lot. But you get but you get Malcolm Brogdon for the next two years, which is great. I think oh. he's he's an amazing, amazing influence. I think he's such a good, good commodity. He's going like twenty, like six and four right now. With given the opportunity, I think wow. he's a really good player. He just gets shipped around all the time. I kind of like um, it. Just because I I don't think we missed too much. You're not giving up much. It's well, Herder, you know. Herder sucks, dude. He doesn't suck. He doesn't suck. Okay, don't say that. He's not very good at basketball. He's in a shooting slump. This whole year, like. And the playoffs <laughs> last year. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I'd love I'd love Malcolm Brogdon on the Kings. Every time yeah, I make I think a, it's just a big, big upgrade for not not much. Yeah, every time I do like a two K sim of like a like a my league, I end up getting Matt Brogdon. It's just like a thing that yeah. I do. Good player. I think I think that'd be a lot of fun. That might be the best one. Um, I think Grant does have some limitations. I think Brogdon kind of fills the gaps in a lot of ways for the Kings. So I'm I'm in I'm in. I'm liking yeah. how much the Kings are involved in trade rumors. I, I have a feeling that nothing will happen. Just being jaded. But uh, yeah, it lost out on the Pascal and OG sweepstakes. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, I think it's their time to make a move. Um, another one before we move on is um Jeremy Grant to the the Mavericks. I think is a lot of a lot of fun. It's, I feel like the Grant Williams experience has not worked out at all. Not nearly as much as you would have hoped. And um, you still have Rashawn Holmes. You signed. You have him for eleven million, so you can do that with with one of their picks. Um, I think you can. That works out in the trade machine, and I'm into and it. Hardaway, who's probably top two in six million of the year, um, voting at this point. So, so you're saying Grant for 
Grant Williams. Jim Grant for Grant Williams, Rashawn Holmes, and like a future first. It's not bad. Does it elevate the Mavericks? I think so. Yeah. Grant Williams has pretty much been null. Rashawn Holmes doesn't really play. So, What's the ceiling yeah. for them there? Say say they got Grant. So I'd say right now their ceiling is probably what? Like the six seed at best. Yeah. The West is kind of loaded. But I feel like with that, they have a shot at the top. Top four? A shot at four or five, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it'd be interesting to see. I, I think we're we're approaching the point where we're like, is Luca winning player? Which I think is, you know, a topic for another podcast. But I think it'd be fun for the Mavericks to get involved in this trade deadline, see if we can make something of this mess of a team. Yeah, just I feel bad because Grant Williams was supposed to be this guy, and he just has not worked out at all. Yeah, I'd say his play style is probably maybe the best in the NBA, as some people would say. You know. Yeah, player comp. Yeah, just saying. So yeah, speaking of player comps, um, I was, I was thinking I need a new one because. Well, you're not Nikola Jokic anymore. Dude, no, I'm I'm not Nikola Jokic. I'm too athletic for Nikola Jokic. Of course, of course. Um, so who would you say is a guy that gets like? So I've been doing pickup basketball. As I think I mentioned. I play Wednesday nights, and one of the reasons that I'm always so groggy to start this podcast is because I'm always buzzing to like to end the night, and then I have to wake up early to do this. So it's never a good sleep right before this podcast. But I play pickup basketball, and so like, what would you say is a guy that gets like ten plus boards, a few assists, a few steals, a few blocks, and maybe like five six points a game? Who would you say the player comp is? Beef Stew. I've tried to think all night. I I've, feel like it's like Ken Reed or something. Yeah. No, that's that's genuinely still. that's been that's been in your bag for a while though. The Kenneth Reed comparison has been there for a minute. Yeah, but I just I feel like we ended on the Tyler Hansborough thing before, and I I kind of want to nip that in the butt. <laughs> I think I think it's over. I think I'm too skilled for the Tyler Hansborough comparisons. The Tyler Hansborough comparisons will never leave you, Matt, respectfully. It's the look, too, you know? It's the white. Yeah, I'm white. Just get dreads. Be the manimal. No, there's definitely some, like, (laughs) 2000s era um, big man. I saw saw, um, randomly on Twitter the other day was Quincy AC. I was like, (laughs) that could work. Like Reggie Evans. Yeah, like Amir that. Johnson. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Amir Johnson's Maybe pretty good. Had a, had a three point shot though. I definitely don't. Amir wasn't like a no. Yeah, you have a three. Sometimes sometimes you're stroking it. Sometimes it's cooking. Yeah, I guess. In the same way Amir was. I feel like Amir's not aggressive enough too. Yeah, a little, a little too lanky. Amir's three is just like manimal. Yeah, yeah, he's not afraid. He gets in there. <laughs> You know, I like, I yeah. Talking, there was this guy yesterday that was like, I don't know, six six, six seven, but he's like older dude, but his yeah. post moves were gross. But anytime I touched him, he'd like grunt. And I was like, I was telling this like 50 year old, shut up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think a Mary Johnson would do that. 
<laughs> I feel like Amir Johnson got in some scraps. Am I crazy? He's kind of a soft looking guy, though. He's kind of a soft looking guy. He's got friendly eyes. Yeah, dreamy eyes. Amir, I've been waiting for you to text back. (laughs) I just wanted wanted to bring that up quick. No, that's fair. I think I think Kenneth Farid is in your bag. Um, But I I I I don't want to discount the fact that you sometimes have a three point shot. Like there will be nights where you just you just have it. You know, I don't think Kenneth Farid has ever shot a three in his life, like in practice. Fair. I mean, maybe I've gotten worse because I have I have hit a few in this league, actually. Let's be fair. I think I'm at my all time worst. I don't I don't think I've ever been worse at basketball than I am right now. Really? Yeah, I'm so just bad. Not playing? I'm just not playing at all. It's all volleyball, dude. Like it's all I do. Yeah, I mean, I think six hours of volleyball. Bad. Six hours of volleyball this weekend. Oh, sweet! Oh, yeah. And my body was in shambles. Like de- absolutely demolished. Like I couldn't walk the next day. Huh. What's your volleyball comparison? Volleyball compare. I'm like a. I'm like a. <laughs> Yuji Nishida. <laughs> Big right side we're from. We're sports podcast today. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Only, but we're sports podcast today. We're doing it all. <laughs> we're doing it all over here. This is a. This is the result of um. This is the result of losing your virginity really late. This is, this is, this is the result of... I, no, we didn't, this is our year. Yeah, this is it. One day, one day... This is our year. I will sleep with a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Feel a woman's touch. Yeah. One day. But for now, we talk about Yuji Nishida and yeah. the Japanese national men's volleyball team. <laughs> Uh, anyway, let's get back. Let's get back on, on topic here. A couple of guys too that I've been interested in, and the Bleacher Report talks about in their trade deadline preview. Bojan Bogdanovic, a guy that I've been kind of obsessed with for years, just a bucket of a player, does it all. Great playmaker, stands in the wings and just kind of does it. Bit old, maybe for my taste for the Kings, but I believe I did have a Bojan trade. I did. I had a Boyan trade for the Kings. Um, Herder Lyles in a first for Boyan and Killian Hayes. Wow, you get Killian Hayes too. Yeah, I think they're just about giving up on Killian. No. Yeah, I mean, whenever he gets assists, to be fair, he's athletic. Um, I feel like kind of fits the running gun of the Kings second yeah. team. So. Could be fun, but you'd keep Davion. You'd keep. Yeah, keep Davion going. would stay. I mean, Killian. You know, I mean, Davion doesn't really. I don't think he's he's adept at running the point as a as a ball handler anyway. Um, yeah. So only, I, I I don't mind. The only thing with trading him away is like, he's only signed for this year. I think. Yeah. So yeah. if you do deal him. Maybe you don't have to give up a first, like cause he was a lottery pick at one point. Or maybe you you don't have to give up a first. You could it could be a second. Yeah, like I think if especially if you're going to get a guard back too, like I think you're you're kind of at the point now where you either need to play the guy, or you're seeing things in practice that we're all not seeing, and there's a reason he's not playing. So you just need to move along. You know. Yeah. 
he's just not he's just not i mean it's every fear that i had of him when we drafted him he's just not that skilled of a player he's undersized like as as much of a doggy as he is there's just really nothing that translates to an nba level like role player and uh, you know how i feel about that draft we were we were in the same room together <laughs> uh yeah. on boyan say again any more kings ones oh many uh kuzma is the big one kuzma just because uh we've been in the kuzma talks for a while we tried to get kuzma last off season but he signed with the wizards um and then we just settled on getting harrison barnes again so this is another move to try to get kyle kuzma who's rumored to move uh barnes and mitchell in a first for kuzma i also have herder and lyles for kuzma i'd say both of those are kind of like equivalent value um but one that i really like again i'm throwing keegan throwing keegan in here but it's herder keegan and lyles and maybe if the first is needed to get it over i'll be okay with it herder keegan and lyles for kuzma and gafford because I think that I think that fills every hole that we have, and I love Daniel Gafford. When I know you're a Daniel Gafford guy, I mean, you, huh? I don't know actually. Just an, as an ex Bulls big who kind of pops off after they leave, flourished. Yeah, yeah, it's one that fits the mold. Yeah. Um, did do you think Sabonis needs to play at the four? Yes, that's the thought. Uh, maybe not even to start, but I think you need to have lineups with. I mean, like Javale McGee has been that guy for the Kings, and it's right. and it's working. But you know, like in in lineups where we're playing Anthony Davis or Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert in the playoffs, I'd ideally like to have someone as good as Daniel Gafford, someone who could be a foundational piece in you know a long term view of a team. Um, I just think it's valuable. I mean, yeah, I think it could work. The only thing is, like, <laughs> Keegan Murray. Yeah, no, I know. Keegan's going to command a lot, too. So, um, he's, he's good. Oh, I he's love Keegan. He's pretty good. Yeah. I just thought about well, Keegan going to Portland just to reunite with his brother, Chris. But um, we shut that down. That'd be fun. That'd be good for them. Another one, there, there, there are talks of Mikhail Bridges for the Kings. Um, well, I mean, that would need Keegan. Yeah. But... It'd be like Barnes and Keegan for Mikhail, or it'd be like Herder, Mitchell, and three firsts. So like two projects and three firsts for Mikhail, um, which would be fun. And I think that would yeah. actually elevate us as a championship team. Yeah. But uh, I think the Nets have pretty much stood pat and said that we're not moving. Uh, Mikhail Bridges. Another kind of crazy one involving Keegan. But uh, Herder, Keegan, and a first or two for Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just me saucing around. You know, th that won't happen. But just saucing around yeah. in the trade machine. Yeah. I think uh, you, you have to send two white guys over to Utah to make it happen. I don't think they'd accept you know, like Davion's too dark skin. Yeah. yeah. So they wouldn't they wouldn't want David Mitchell in, in that city. Uh, yeah. And then I think it'd be funny to have a Sabonis market in front court. I think that's just hilarious. <laughs> so much offense. So much offense. And they're huge. Like both of them are just massive.
Yeah. I mean, I feel like the, the, the market, I don't know. Do you think Danny Ainge was just like flirting? Like he just spreading rumors himself so that people would send him offers for marketing with no intent of an actually dealing him. Mm-hmm. It's like, he just seems like he's locked up. Like it doesn't make sense at all for them to trade him. He he's so good. I think that that's he's the problem so good, yeah. is that he's the really the value good. is so high now. Um, yeah. I'm proud to say that I was right about Lowry Markkinen. I've been on I've been on his side for a long time since the since uh, college. I got this one right. Congrats! Thanks, thanks. I <laughs> needed that. Um, uh, that's all I have for the Kings. Um, yeah, I mean, I think another one could be the next guy on this list, which is Bruce Brown, and I think he fits a lot of the teams. Um, with him being, I think, twenty-two million this year, mm-hmm. he. Uh, it's kind of like an easy trade. You can plug and play a lot of teams. Um, I think to the Kings, like some of what we've done, like I don't know what you I I see Herder as not a very good asset. So I would throw in Herder and either one of Lyles or Mitchell for Bruce mm-hmm. Brown. I think that'd be a good trade. Um, my problem with uh, Bruce Brown wasn't on my radar as someone I'd target for the Kings just because if I was the Kings, I'd look for someone with a higher ceiling, a more top five, like surefire starter right. kind of guy. Um, not as much as Demar a, DeRozan. Honestly, I love Demar. You know me. Could that play? That you know play. me. Uh, timeline issues. Like, I mean, the timelines now, like Bruce Brown is, like, what's what's the feature? I don't know. I'd, I'd like to lock someone up to we're competitive for two, three years. I mean, if we're gonna have this fox, yeah, he's like he's like what twenty six. Yeah, Brown. Brown works. It's just the uh, again the the, the ceiling. Like, yeah. I'd rather have a surefire third option rather because yeah. that that's really what we're missing. Yeah, fair. Um, I mean, I think Bruce Brown, like Malcolm Brock, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I think honestly the. Two that I see on this list that are like guaranteed gonna get moved, like without question. Um, it's either to the 76ers who have a whole bunch of salary they could make match and a first that they could throw in. Yeah. Um, to the Knicks and they do business again. Um, could do like Fournier, Jericho, Sims, and like a first or something for that. Ooh. Um, which would, I think, be pretty fun. Um, he'd go to the Heat, which I think would just be so amazing. Um, oh. Heat culture. The only thing is the return for the Raptors, I don't think would be that good um, getting back from that. Um, yeah, Kings could be good. Like, he can just kind of fit. He's one of those guys that can fit any team. Um, yeah, I love the Sixers be... and the Knicks, just because I think those are two teams that are, like, itching for the Bruce Browns of the world. Or the uh, even Jeremy Grant, I'd say landing yeah. either one of those teams would be awesome. But the, that kind of like glue guy wing, Boyan, even on, on either of those teams would would really propel them to near championship status. So I I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah, I think I think it'd just be a lot of fun. Um, keep it moving, keep it moving. What about the other Bogdanovich? Um, yeah. yeah, the other Bogdanovich. Um. I feel like if the Hawks are going to trade Jonte, there's going to be a corresponding bogey trade. Big deal um, with 
Bogdanovich. Um, I feel like, I don't know, potential suitors for him. He's kind of like a younger boy on, but less playmaking, but better defense. Mm. How I characterize him. So all the teams we mentioned there could easily work as well. Yeah. Um, he, I think, has a higher uh, ask, I think, for him. He, uh, I honestly don't know why he's on this list other than that the Hawks suck or has really underperformed this year. Like, I think he's a good fit alongside Trey. Maybe you need like a guard with a bit more defense, but I don't know. I, I, I'd be, uh, I'd be surprised if he got moved with it, with it not being like a bigger deal or the Hawks, like greatly improving or getting a pretty good haul back. Like yeah, I think if you're gonna get Bogdan, you're gonna have to overpay. I'm a Bogdan guy, as we know. Um, I was I was quite upset when the Kings let him go for nothing in free agency. Um, he's a fascinating guy because I I think he does raise the floor of a team. I'm not certain how much he does for ceiling, just because he's a secondary playmaker, handles the ball well, moves the ball well, decent defender. I don't, I don't know about the fit anywhere, really. Like, unless it's a contender, I think the Sixers could have fun with him, like in the same way they play, like Furkan Korkmaz, you know. Um, yeah. But just better, like elevated version of Furk. <laughs> but alongside Tyrese Maxey, that might be a lot of fun. I think he'd and he'd fit well too with Joel. I, I wish I saw Bogey play with Sabonis. I think that would have been a lot of fun. But alas. Yeah. Last. You got Kevin Herter, so cheers to that. Yay. <laughs> um, I think the last two names here are pretty big. Um, one of which is DeMar DeRozan. Um, for the Bulls, I hope they get rid of both Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan for their sake. Um, and not Caruso. Kind of, not Caruso. Yeah. No, I don't think... Again, I don't think Caruso makes sense. Yeah. Unless you're getting a pretty good haul. Like he's he's ten million a year and he's yeah. gonna be on all defensive team. Like it's and he's awesome. Yeah. Kind of a yeah, a good guy too. Yeah. Last <laughs> one in or first one in, last one out. Yeah. Type of goal type of guy that, you know, you, your girl would bring home when you Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Trust trustworthy, hardworking young man. Oh yeah. <laughs> Loyal to his core. Um, but yeah, I think DeMar DeRozan, so the Bleacher Report, um, sends him to Brooklyn, which I don't, who wrote this? Like a lot of these, I don't. <laughs> DeMar. <laughs> yeah. I, I... Like what? that, that would make absolutely no sense for Brooklyn. So yeah, what's the, that? what's the um, market for DeMar now? Like well, for you, what's the ideal team that you'd like to see him on? I think the 76ers would be a lot of fun. Because they have so many trade assets um, as a result of some of the deals they've done in the last year or so. Big one being hardened with a lot of salary filler that they can just pretty much throw in. Um, They still have all their picks, I think. Um, So I think that one would be a lot of fun. And um, honestly, the same teams I mentioned for Bruce Brown be for DeMar DeRozan, you just need to throw in another guy and probably a first or so. 
maybe protected first down the line. So Philadelphia, New York, or Miami, I think would be super fun. How much would it hurt right now to be Tobias Harris? Just the, I mean, okay. So I remember Simmons had a had a pod, I think, with Doc Rivers, talking about how mature Tobias has been and accepting his role first as a third guy, and then as a fourth guy, and then you know as as the Sixers kind of moving around at times a fifth guy, and just gladly accepting his role as a veteran presence. You know, he's a good player. I I, I have faith in Tobias Harris still. But how much does it hurt that constantly people are looking like, how could we get better than Tobias Harris for the Sixers? Yeah. But they're not I looking mean, to move him because he means a lot to that franchise. He means a lot to that team. And he's a, obviously a good dude. We've seen him get along. I remember the Toby and Bobby stuff when they both played in the Clippers, like locker room guy. But uh, it must suck to hear constantly that like, oh, we need an upgrade over and as a third scoring option, even though this guy is like a, fringe all-star at could average 20 points a game on any team he wants to kind of player yeah yeah i mean for tobias harris like you wouldn't need to throw him in the deal no Sixers, you have marcus morris and robert covington or nick batum flip-flop they're pretty much making the same and throw in a first or two realistically demar has one one year left on his deal for the bulls um I don't know if he'd resign. I feel like he hasn't had the greatest. Seems like he likes the city of Chicago, but I don't know if he's had. If he has more aspirations for his NBA career, it's mm. not the place for him. Mm. And if you're the Bulls, like if you can get another first or two, you kind of need it at this point. Because I'm not sure if Zach Levine is getting you any of those first. So. I feel like Demar is the the big one that they need to get rid of. So Demar, you think has more value on the on the market than Levine does, by far. I think so. What's it's the what's twenty eight million? Twenty eight. So it's not that crazy. Versus Levine's forty. He's, he's an expiring, um, so it's pretty much for those teams that really want to make do some damage. Um, and probably won't resign for a, a figure much higher than that, you know. Yeah, like if he if he likes it, I'm sure he'd run it back. He seems like the type of dude to to want to run it back. Um, yeah, really good veteran leadership. Uh, he's been great for the Bulls. He's been their bona fide leader uh, during this whole stretch since he's signed there. So, yeah, I think Philadelphia would be the most fun. But I'm also into the New York with the Fournier plus whatever else you want to do to make it work. Maybe Quentin Grimes. So the Bulls get. Bit of, bit of value back but that'd be nice pretty much any team that has their first still and has someone that they can throw in the thing with the heat now is it's like you don't have kyle lowry so he was just getting tossed around in yeah. every trade whatsoever so so i don't know did you see lowry saying that like yeah he's gonna retire as a raptor like he's already said that <laughs> He oh, said yeah. in an interview, like, yeah, sign me to one day, whatever. Like, I still have a couple of years in me, but I know for a fact that I'm retiring as a Raptor. Yeah, that's fucking mm, sick. That's so sick. You know, and then as somebody who didn't even start his career in Toronto, hopped around a few teams before he got there, and then um, obviously home. a legacy. But it's just yeah. heart, heartwarming. Heartwarming to know that the greatest Raptor ever is still thinking about us, you know? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um... And then, I don't know. Did you have more thoughts on Demar? I think 
No, it, it, it is weird for me. And it does make sense for the Sixers just because of the buttload of expiring contracts that they have and the picks that they still possess. Um, they're bound to make a move for a guy like Damar or a guy. Mm. I, I'm not certain the fit quite works um, as far as spacing for that team just because um, Damar obviously has uh, limitations as far as spacing. And if you have someone as big as Embiid occupying that high post space, I don't know. But it, it would be interesting to see him, you know, maybe run to four on that team. And then have Toby and whoever else. Uh, I just I feel like it'd be fun because he could come in in like five minute stretches when the other guys are getting rest, yeah. and I feel like Nick Nurse is smart enough to kind of maneuver the minutes around to maximize them um, to the most. Because if you have Demar Derozan on your second unit or Tobias Harris for that reason, yeah, he's this humble guy that <laughs> will accept his role. <laughs> like if you had one of those two, kind of would stay on in the second quarter or the end of the first quarter. Yeah. Um, or um, come on early in the fourth or late in the third. Like, I think that would just be so much fun. No, and that's a great point. The walking bucket. So the, the Embiid less minutes are, are, are the point that they're trying to address here. And I agree with you that DeMar would fill that role perfectly. Get the Paul Reed minutes, some plus minus, yeah. you know, uh, but yeah, yeah. I'd, lo- I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that. Now, now that you brought it up, I'm I'm kind of all in on Demar too. The Sixers. I think so. Fun. And then Bruce Brown can go to the Knicks, which I think would also be fun. Yeah, Bruce Brown and Josh Hart in the same team. Dude, and Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah, and Dante, <laughs> just dogs. Like they're just all dogs. They Julius keep Quinn Grimes. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be fun. Pure dog. Uh, um, I, last guy that we want to talk about, I believe. Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. So you mentioned him already. Yeah. So honestly, I feel like to the Kings makes the most sense, I want to say, of of teams I can think of. Mm. Um, I mentioned Dallas here, which I don't agree with at all. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. For me, I think it's better than the Jeremy Grant fit. Like I think he fills the kind of that Grant Williams spot a lot better. I think he's, he has more size. Defense, though. But he has more size. He's a good rebounder. He doesn't play defense. You need someone that's completely like not locked down the top. Like there's still it basically the thing with Dallas is they're still missing that Dorian Finney Smith. They're missing those minutes. They made I, I, the conference finals and he is like it is a missing void. And I think Kuz is that guy. I think we're underrating Kuzma as a defender. And I think with that length, with that size, with that athleticism, I, I really think that he could he could flourish in Dallas. I mean, an- another thing is he's locked down for four years. And if you're Dallas, you have Luca for four, Kyrie for three, and then Kuzma for four. Just fucking so said it. So that's your team. Like, that's, that's it. That's your team. And I don't love it if yeah, you're Dallas. That's fair. I mean, you, you'll have Derek Lively for the next two years for super cheap. Like, that's a pretty nice... Four, four years. Is it? Oh, they, yeah, they extended four, already. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's... I don't know. I kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, it's just... So you think they'd have a higher ceiling than four, four or five? No, no. I mean, at most three. <laughs> but I, I think it, it puts them in a conversation. and I, I, I do like... I like Kuzma a lot. I think 
Um, not as a primary ball handler in the slightest. Like he needs to be a third, fourth guy. Um, but I think the body on him, the athleticism, his ability to rebound, and his ability to shot make at points is super valuable. And I think it would really work for a team like Dallas. The the team though that they're theorizing the most, and I'm, I want to hear your thoughts on this, is to the Heat. So now that Rogier is there, the Heat are making more moves. It's Kuzma to the Heat for Duncan Robinson, the shell of Duncan Robinson, Caleb Martin, Nikola Jovic, uh, first round pick swap in 28, and a 26 second round pick. Um, I mean, if you're Washington, I don't understand this deal. Me either. Yeah, that, that's exactly my thinking. Um, like, to be fair to Duncan Robinson, he's been pretty good this year. Um, he has come back a bit stronger than he was last year. So hats off to him. I don't know if that's the Jaime Hawkins effect because he's unbelievable. But No, hats he, off to Duncan Robinson for, for securing the bag and then disappearing. Like, that's yeah, that's the ultimate. Like, remember uh, fucking, what's his name? Not Chase Budner, uh other white guy. Did the exact same thing with the Grizzlies. Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons, yeah. Yeah. That was the biggest bad get I've ever seen. Yeah, and just or fucked off. probably ever see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Caleb Martin, I don't know. Like, he's kind of integral to your team. He's <laughs> going <laughs> after the playoff run last year. And then Jovic. I don't know. Like, pretty much, if you're the, the Wizards, you're just getting a first-round pick swap. Which, yeah, whatever. I don't. I don't love it. I don't love this for either team, to be honest. I don't love the fit for Kuzma and Miami. Um, like I, I just much prefer the Dallas deal. I don't. Whatever, whatever it might be. It's. I don't know where he'd fit really well. Sacramento. Like, I'm just thinking now. Would he fit on the Thunder? Would that be crazy? No, I think it. That'd be great. And if you're the Thunder, you throw in Kuzma, or you get Kuzma back, and you throw in Bertans, get rid of that finally, and maybe Pokushevsky, and throw in whatever first that they want to make it work. Yeah, probably like two firsts in a second. Yeah, I think that's a better haul back. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Bertans and Poku for... You're pretty much losing literally nothing. <laughs> God, that's exciting. I mean, and the thing is, too, Kuz already has the bag, right? He just got a four-year deal. Um, yeah. There's no real incentive for him in. to be like, "Hey, let me get buckets." Like he he at this point, his incentive is winning, right? And I I really think that if he was to focus in his in his intention on being a defensive-minded fourth option, ah, uh, yeah, I I. I so I like that on OKC is what I'm saying, because I think yeah. he'd, he'd he'd have to fill in a role there. He wouldn't be the guy. Yeah, the the thing I'd say would be OKC is gonna have to sign all these guys that are playing unbelievably, and so Giddy, it's been sus, but he's two years left on his deal. Holmgren is two years left. Um, J-Dub has three years left. So you're going to have to sign all these guys. So in terms of a four-year timeline, I don't know if it makes sense. That'd be yeah. the one thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, it, it's not a small amount of money either. What is it, like 26? What? Kuz's deal. Yeah, it's 26. Yeah. So there's that. But I don't know. I think OKC should make a move. All that. Like, yeah, well, I was, I was hoping you'd come prepared here. I was hoping you'd come with some fucking Dude, heaters. I just don't know what Sam Presley's going to be doing. I want to see the list of um, picks, too, that OKC has at this point. You're 21. Jesus like, Christ. another one could be, like, Mikhail Bridges, even, maybe. They just get like, Mikhail. Like, like, you could do, pretty much, it's going to be around Dort and Bertans. So, whoever they're going to trade or get, it's going to be, yeah. or Poku, if you need filler for any of those guys. Yeah. They're going to get someone in, if it's in the 30 to 38 range, it's going to be all three of them. If it's in the 30 range, it's going to be Bertans and Dort. If it's just 20, it's going to be Breton, like Breton's Like It's going to be one, some combination of those three. Maybe Micic, too, because he hasn't really played that well. Mm. Um, it just, there's not a lot of, like, DeMar could maybe work there. That could maybe be fun. Veteran presence, get some adults in Veteran the room. Presence, yeah. And he's, he's not on an expiring, so that still works for them. They still need another big. I, I, I it's, yeah, it's, it's just really got to be the big it. thing is, yeah, the big and Jared Allen got tossed around a lot. Um, but he's playing pretty much an all star level this year, yeah. And he honestly found himself. What about like Clint Capella? Cleveland's been surge like surging. Um, I think, yeah, Clint could work. I, I, I'd want Onyeka if I was to be honest with you, if I could get one of them. I think Hawks fans are out on Onyeka. I, I don't watch enough Hawks games to know, really, but I think they, they don't like him. Yeah, like, I, I think Clint could work. Yeah. Clint for, yeah, Bertans and whatever. And picks. So the Hawks just blow it yeah. up, eh? Yeah, it, it's so funny, yeah. just the teams. It's like, not even the players and this trade deadline fascinate me. It's the teams that fascinate me who are in these, like, awkward yeah. positions. So we're talking about the Hawks, we're talking about the Bulls, and then we're talking about the guys who could make a step up and the Knicks and the Sixers. Lakers. Yeah, yeah, Lakers, Kings. So it, that's yeah. the fun thing about this trade deadline is that the players don't matter. It's just about construction. You know, it's not it's not about like these huge, huge names who are moving. It's just roster construction yeah. at this point. Yeah. So it's it's just it'd be it'd be getting a guy that like I think we mentioned before about um the Lori Markinen mm. um to the Thunder which would be probably the most fun that it could <laughs> that could happen. So you get Laurie Marketing and Jordan Clarkson for Bertans, Dort, Poku, so all three of them, and whatever picks that they want to make it work. So is you get, Utah does Utah have too many picks now too though? You know what I mean? Like are they are yeah, just so it picks? Gets, it gets to that. So yeah. that's the thing. Like Utah doesn't really make sense as a trade partner. Yeah. Um to be honest, but that would be the trade, those three for those two and whatever picks to make it work. Oh God, um, I'd love for that to happen. Yeah, we're marketing on the, that's on the, the thing with the Thunder. Like it'd be a two-year guy, um, making about twenty million a year, who's a really good big. And yeah, I think Clint Capella fits that role. Wendell Carter is another name that I after tossed around looking for that role. Um, maybe a Jakob Pertle. 
Yeah, we didn't really talk about the magic moving people either. Yeah, and I think they have some moves to make. Like like Jalen Suggs is is knockoff Caruso at this point. And I say knockoff loosely. He's, I think he's incredible. He's great. Yeah. Um, but you know, they obviously have a glut in the in that guard spot, and people have been talking about it. So guys like Cole Anthony, Suggs, uh, Markel, they're all available. It'd be interesting to see how, what they make moves at the deadline too, as especially as they're looking to really try to compete this year. Yeah, we no, didn't even touch them. Yeah, I I just don't know if they're actually going to do anything. I'd yeah. be pleasantly surprised if they did. Yeah, watch them be the big movers, like Paolo moves. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, I I regret doing that Paolo fantasy trade. What was it? Put it a while. It was um, Paolo and Tyce Jones for um, Franz Wagner and uh, Walker Kessler. Eesh. The Walker Kessler experience has been the most frustrating, frustrating thing I've ever played. It's 15 minutes a game. It's like, what the? You can't buy high. Playing? They're, they're playing John Collins at a... They're trying yeah, to inflate the John Collins value. I I hate John Collins. I've never liked a good player. Exactly. And John Collins is actually another guy that I think could get traded. Big like, contract on a lot more likely than Laurie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, John Collins yeah. to the Thunder? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. But maybe Nick Claxton, actually. Nick Claxton is one of them. Yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn again, is another one of those like, weird teams in the Chicago vein that just needs to happen. So, anyway, the, lots of things going on. Lots of teams to look out for. Lots of players to want. Um, doesn't I'm hoping that at least one of our teams make a move here. It looks like Justin's all done as far as Raptors trades go. And we're going to see how that experiment goes. But uh, the Kings and Thunder look like potential suitors for some good players, for some fun deals. We're going to talk about it when it comes. And that's in around two mm-hmm. weeks. Um, but for now, we're going to sign off. Mari and Matt... The two and D's podcast. The two and D's. That's thanks for listening. I hope you have a great Wednesday. You know, have a great Thursday, everyone, and happy almost Super Bowl, Matt. Happy losing lots of money. Oh yeah, you mean winning? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Peace out. Peace.